Welcome back, everyone, to the Creators Collection. This is your host, Sophia Vaughn, and I am so thrilled to be here with every single one of you that are tuning in. So this is episode 13, and we're going to go on a four, maybe five week series called The Fallen Kingdom. And we're going to go through different stages or different sections of this fallen kingdom that pertains to self, the kingdom of self. And that to me, when I think of just a whole concept, I automatically go to just like a broken kingdom where it's just crumbling all around you. And me as someone who is very visual, I just think of that. I, I go into like this instant mode of like in a movie or something and the whole kingdom is crumbling around you. There's fire everywhere. It's just bizarre. But truly, we can see that in our culture today, right? It's just a fallen kingdom that is crumbling from the inside out. And the first topic that we're going to hit on is self-identity. Because I don't know about you, but every time I open up my phone and go on social media or even watch the news or even just in conversation, self-identity is a big issue. Everybody wants to know who am I? Am I a, a woman, a man? Am I a tree? Like, I mean, it's it's bizarre really just how confused our culture is in identity. They don't know who they are. And teaching a young generation children about this, it's just very problematic. And so I felt like this is something that really does need to be talked about. But in a way that is graceful, in a way that is soaked in scripture. So let's dive right into the very first topic of self-identity. So I remember whenever I was in college, and this was around my sophomore year, and I was going through, I think just a season of trying to figure out who is it that God has called me to be? What was my purpose in life? What, where was my identity at the end of the day? And, and I knew Jesus and I followed Jesus. And, but for me that there was this like deep curiosity of, okay, Lord, like who am I to you? And what have you marked over my life? And I feel like that is something that I think that we all really genuinely want to know. And there's different stages that we walk through in that of trying to figure out who we are, what is our purpose in that stage of life, in that season that we're in. We want to know those questions because I feel like there's nothing worse than feeling stuck and purposeless because it's just like, hey, what's the point? What's the point of everyday life? And it's a very valid thing to walk through that. But I believe that when we go to other things besides scripture, besides the Lord himself, I think that's where the issue really begins to happen. That's where the confusion begins to root itself in your life. And we see that in our culture where people go to other things other than the creator himself, the one who molded you and shaped you and breathed air in your lungs, who knows every single hair in your head. A lot of times in our culture, people go to other things. They, they want a self-help book. They want a, a, a self-love class or workshop or they want to go to a therapist and see if they can tell them or go to some crystals and see what the universe has to say. But really, it's just like, man, it's so easy to know that answer if 
if we just dive into scripture. And that's coming from someone who, I mean, may have walked with the Lord for a long time, but I believe that we overcomplicate so many situations in our life, especially when it comes to identity and really trying to figure out our purpose in life. And so my, my I guess, question is like, where do we fall in, in thinking that, okay, let me, let me go over here and try to figure out who I am in that. Um, when, when really it's like the Father, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who formed everything around us wants to sit with us and actually tell us who we are in his eyes. It's like we ignore that. We don't want the very obvious thing. And for me, it's just I, I remember walking through that. And I remember at this point, I was in a whole different country. And the Lord really began to teach me about love and who is love. And that is God himself. He is love. And from there, I walked through that journey of the Lord showing me just the love of the Father, of who he is and how he expresses his love. And I remember that the, the breakthrough, and this is me at, I don't know, I think I was probably like 20 years old, 19, 20 years old. And I just felt just the heart of God in the way that I never had before. And it was this breakthrough moment beginning to happen, this restoration. And then from there, the Lord began to teach me about loving yourself, but not in a way where it's like I'm so absorbed in who I am and and I, I just gotta just be so self-absorbed and and all that, but genuinely being okay. Like I, I love who God has made me. And rather than, oh, I love myself because I got myself here. There's two different ways in that. And I think in culture, sometimes we can really confuse that of, we always get this mentality of self-entitlement of, okay, like I got myself here. I will love myself and no one else can tell me who I am otherwise. And there's a sense of, I think like still hurt and defensiveness behind that versus when we really know our identity in Jesus us in the fact that we are sons and daughters of the Lord and Savior, there's this grace that is backed up behind that of even when I may face someone telling me the worst things I could probably hear about myself, even if they may say that at the end of the day, I still know what is true. And that is that I am still a son or a daughter of Jesus and nothing can change that. No person could ever tell me otherwise about that because I have sat with the one and only. And so for me, it was, just, it was definitely this process of understanding love, but understanding that from the Lord of him discipling me in that all while I was on a mission trip and learning to love people and being the hands and feet of Jesus in that. And to me, that, that was like the most transformative thing. And that shifted the way that I carried myself, the way that I knew who I was. And from that point on, not that I did not have insecurities, but I think that those insecurities did not speak so loudly as they used to. And that's one thing I will say that we have to be really careful of is that even in our insecurities that we have to we have to take those captive and bring them over to the altar and say, okay, God, like I may be insecure in how I look or, or how I speak or whatever it is that you feel insecure in, um, always bring that back to Jesus. And so these are just things that we have to be self-disciplining in. But again, we're talking about culture who could care less about God, right? So what do we do in the situations? What do we do whenever oftentimes like we, we're speaking to someone who believes very differently than we are? Well, I think it always goes back to remind them 
How has God spoken to you personally in your identity? What has God said to you that allowed you to believe that, okay, I know that I'm beautifully and wonderfully made and I'm called by the Lord. And that's where my confidence genuinely comes from. And when you speak about that, the testimony behind that, I think it speaks so much louder than just saying, well, you should you should just know this. You should just, I mean, just hit them with the Bible. But generally it's like saying, okay, this is how God has changed my life. This is how he's spoken to the areas of my life where I didn't know who I was. And when you do that, it completely just changes the way that someone could respond to it because they can't they can't argue with how the Lord may have spoken to you personally because that's your own testimony and when it comes to I think just the struggle now with con- gender confusion and all these different things I really do believe that that is just something that the enemy just uses to keep people from really really being powerhouses for the Lord because the best way to just bring someone down is to poke them at their most vulnerable spot and that is our identity if we don't know ourselves we become just stuck and complacent and just stale. And I can think of those moments in my life where I did feel that way. And it's how I responded to that that made a big difference. Like, where did I go to when I feel that when I felt that way? And so I think that as a culture, this is something that we have to take a step back and say, how do I respond in the moments where I feel stuck, where I feel purposeless, where I sometimes question who am I as a friend? Who am I as a spouse? Who am I as a parent? Who am I as a coworker? Who am I? And you fill in the blank. And I think from there on and saying, okay, where in scripture can I dive in more that talks about this? Because it talks about how to be like a friend, how to be a, a wife or a husband, how to be as a parent. And I think that those are things that we can read in scripture and bring to the Lord and him give us revelation and wisdom in that rather than rather than going to a self-help book, self-love book, whatever, tell me my identity type thing, or even like these personality tests, which don't get me wrong, I see the benefits of them, but I think overall we shouldn't base our whole life on them or even feel like we have to make our decisions based off of that because even that is very unwise. Always go to scripture. And and so, yeah, I, I think that genuinely it's really difficult, I think, to sometimes see and read just how in our culture people just don't know who they are. And I'm a firm believer that we were made for more, that we were made by God and for God. And it breaks my heart to really see that in our culture, people are so confused, more confused than I probably have ever seen in my life so far. And if people really just knew that they they're loved and seen and shaped by the Lord himself I think it would just completely transform the way that we live our life the way that we love one another the way that we speak to one another just overall just how we do community together and unfortunately we live in a fallen world we live in a fallen kingdom but if there's anything I could genuinely say to this is that it's our responsibility as a church as men and women of God to to show the love of to remind them that hey I remember feeling stuck and confused and lost and purposeless. Jesus spoke into those areas of my life that I felt that way. Jesus reminded me that he has made me for more. And speaking about that and sharing that rather than 
having a posture of judgment or condemnation, but a posture of saying, okay, I may not agree with the way that you are doing things in your decisions, but I believe that God has made you in the image of him. And I want to share with you just how he has changed my life, just how he has spoken into my identity. Because one thing we all have in common is that we all go through identity crisis in different points in our life of trying to figure out who we are on this earth and how we can be better. And I think that in the end, the goal is to look more like Jesus than ourselves. That's the identity is I want to look more like Jesus every single day rather than I want to look more like myself because I myself, my own flesh is a mess and disaster in the making. But in Jesus, there's wholeness, there's hope, there's redemption, there's mercy, there's grace, there's just pure goodness. And the world needs that. The world needs Jesus. And we have to remind ourselves as men and women of God of that, that we do live in a fallen kingdom and we live in a world where identity confusion is just at an all-time high. People don't know themselves. And so we need to remind them of scripture because there's so many verses that we can look up. Like Genesis 1:27. So God created mankind in his own image in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You can look at Jeremiah 1, 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You can look at 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you has a part of it. There's just so many verses in scripture that we can look to that the Lord speaks to us as a body and us individually and reminding one another that we were made for Jesus and by Jesus and we were made to minister to a broken world and to ultimately be in the presence of the Lord and to feast with him one day. And I think at the end of the day, that's all we want. I think that's where the confusion comes from. And unfortunately, the enemy, he tries to speak into our insecurities. He tries to kind of, he brings confusion. He's a father of lies, as scripture says it. So he will try and lie and convince you otherwise. And we we see that in our culture. So as a church, it is our responsibility to be able to speak with grace and say this this is how the Lord has spoken into my identity. Let me share that story with you. So I hope that this has encouraged you in some way. I hope that something maybe was highlighted to you when it comes to this topic. It's a very loaded topic, but I believe that it's a necessary one to be talked about because again, our world is crumbling around us. And so our responsibility is to go and make disciples and to share the the good news, not not the news that we see on TV, but the good news that comes from scripture. So I hope that you have a very blessed day, a blessed week. Share this with someone. Talk about this with someone. Share your story with them about how has Jesus spoken into your identity that has brought confidence in Christ. And if you don't know Jesus, talk with someone about that because Jesus is everything. He is life and abundance. He's the source of our existence. I love you guys and have a great day.